I think that in 2005, after everything that she's done, everything she claims that she's been through, all of the allegations of molestation and all this stuff, in 2005, she flew to Switzerland so that she could testify in favor as a character witness for Roman Polanski, who was <laughs> absolutely tried and convicted for molesting a 13-year-old. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast is a production of literateape.com, and the apes would like to advise you that inappropriate language and themes may follow. If you are easily triggered, best to go listen to a public radio podcast. I believe that Woody Allen raped his seven-year-old daughter while she was lying on her stomach playing with her brother's train in some crawl space of an attic. Okay. So let's... I'm not going to get into too much. I, we'll get into I also can believe... I, can, I, can, can I ask you what your definition of rape is? Let me retract it because I don't want to get into this. Because Dylan... I don't believe that Dylan Farrow at any, at, at any point used the word rape. She used sexual assault. Well, no, no, and if you want to be specific, because ultimately that is my issue with a lot of this. The specifics no, matter. No one wants to be specific, so you very casually call Woody Allen a rapist. The only thing he's been accused of, and I'm not saying that this, as, an, as accusations go, this is not horrible, but the only thing he's been accused of is touching her private parts. He, the only thing he's been accused of is touching her vagina. Mm-hmm. Which is a far cry from fucking rape. I mean, it's a far fucking cry from rape. She used the term sexual assault. I I will well, use the term does sexual now, assault. When, okay, and you know, touching my vagina without uh, permission. Sure. Uh, okay, that's sexual assault. But it is a far cry from rape. All so right, to so say, he, oh, Woody Allen's a rapist him, is a little extreme. That I won't call him. A, I won't call him a rapist. I will call him a. I believe that he is. He sexually assaulted his daughter. I think that Woody Allen has always, and I've always felt this way, always, that Woody Allen, a little weird with, with the young women, like the way that he casted the love affairs, you know, like it didn't bother me with like the Mira Sorvino Woody Allen thing, but it got a little creepy when so, it was him and Scarlett Johansson and that he finally okay, aged so, out of the thing. But yeah, let me also and, and say I, this, before I, we get too deep into this, let me just say, yeah, I really, 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 really didn't and don't want Woody Allen to be a fucking creep. I don't. Oh, okay. I so think the, the man thing is, is a genius. And this, I, I this think is hard to genius. hear. This shit was hard to and, hear. And, and I think he's a creep, but I don't think in any way, shape, or form he's a criminal. Um, so now here's what it... What in that documentary... Because the four parts. Mm-hmm. What, what was the moment where you were convinced? What evidence that was presented? What evidence was presented? Yeah. That convince you, like if you were sitting on a jury, because mm-hmm. ultimately you're, you're you've watched this and you've determined that if you were on a jury, you would say he was guilty and you would assign blame and bump. So what in that documentary convinced you that he in fact uh, took Dylan up into an attic space and in a 15 minute period, the one time he has ever been accused by anybody ever before or since of uh, of molesting her. 
What convinced well, you I, that? I, I do believe there were several times, different times. No, no. That, wait no, a minute, there, hang there, on. There actually aren't. There actually aren't. There were several but, different times where Dylan had accounts of him touching her inappropriately. I, I don't know if it was um, the same day, but like when he was breathing in her lap, how he would do that. She said that he would do that a lot. Um, when did she say that? I don't Pick an episode. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. the exact episode. But, 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 she, but she said that 40 years later, right? I think she said she it at the time as well. She, she didn't. No, in fact, she did not say it at the time. Um, I'm, I'm just telling you because I watched it and I've watched the other documentary. She did not say it at the time. It's interesting that that's what you walked away with, but I'm, well, I'm interested I, to find that why that why why that is. I was just the only thing the only thing that has been legitimately accused, not hearsay, not I'm in an interview and I just decided to say it. The only thing that has been actually documented as an accusation against Woody Allen was that on one day. During the custody battle, he had custody, or he didn't have custody, but he was visiting the Connecticut home. Um, Mia Farrow decided that even though Eddie Allen was going to be there, and 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 she decided he was uh, a problem, and he was, you know, they, they were having a horrible thing, and she, you know, he was sleeping with her daughter and all this kind of stuff. Mia Farrow decided not to be at the house while Woody Allen was going to be there. She warned the nannies, she warned the kids, everybody knew, don't let Woody alone with any of the kids. That one day, he decided to take her up to an attic, molest her, bring her back down, and then split. And that is the only accusation that has been made. Beyond Mia saying shit, which anybody can, beyond Dylan just saying shit now, Post, oh yeah, and I, I recall this, I recall that. Yeah, okay. We just had a conversation last week where we can barely remember fucking birthdays that we had. So I'm pretty sure recollections are a little fuzzy. But that's the only thing that has actually been documented as an accusation is that one thing. So you think he's guilty of that one thing based on what? Jesus Christ, you dropped a bunch of turds along the way here. First of all, um, I think it'd be easier to remember. For, we decided that the, the birthdays we do remember are when shit goes wrong, right? We discussed that being something we remember. So trauma triggers the memory. So I think sexual assault sticks with somebody. Woody, that day that's in question, and for one day. So again, I okay, want to know what. Well, what hang on a second. You of this? Hang on a second. I can't figure out. I but I think it that you've got some facts wrong. He, that no, that are... one day it doesn't matter that it was that one day. If something terrible happens, something wrong happens, if I only kill one person one time, that was just one time, no big deal. No, it's a fucking big deal. So what you're saying is, aside from any like, oh, he breathed on me funny and I remember this and, and, and sort of like all this weird creepy stuff, you believe when she says as a seven-year-old that he molested her, you believe her. That's what you're saying. That's what convinced you. That's not part of it. There's many things to convince me, which I'm getting to, but I have to pick up the turds you dropped along the way because when Woody came over that one day in question, mm-hmm. this was before Soon Yi. This was before the custody battle. This was before no, it, no, all of actually, that shit. Yes, it was. No, actually, no, it actually yes, it was, was not. No, they were in the midst of a custody battle when she, he is accused of doing this. In the midst of it. Go back. See, that's one of the things I that you missed. I don't think that that is right. I know. For, then you can go look it up because I am telling you right now, if you go find Moses's thing. Moses, the guy who's been accused of lying about everything from everybody else in his family? 
Yeah, the the one kid that's stuck in there that's not buying all the bullshit, that one kid, he's the one kid that says, I don't know what you're talking about. So if he's you were the a one teacher kid. and there was one kid in class that had one story and then all the other the other nine kids in the class had another story, which one are you going to go with? Which do you think is more probability? If it well, you know, that's an interesting that's an interesting perspective. Um and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But what I'll tell you is, if if it were a child that were saying that she had been molested by her you know, stepfather, then I would do exactly what the family did, which is there would be investigations by three nationally known credited organizations. I would make sure that there was uh, some sort of investigation that came on. I would make sure that the child was interviewed. I would make sure that Woody Allen was interviewed or the father was interviewed. I'd make sure I would have that thing investigated to a T. And then based on that, those three different investigations, I would determine, I I, I would say, well, okay, I'm going to go with the professionals. And what the professionals said in this case in all three investigations, was that the one thing the one thing they could rule out pretty much, and all three of them said this, that there were several possibilities that happened here, but all three of them ruled out an actual molestation happened. They had different there was I mean one was one said that okay, maybe it was coaching by Mia, maybe not. Maybe it was that Dylan, because Dylan made a comment when she was interviewed by one of them that she gets she likes to cheat with her stories and is very creative with her fantasy life. Okay, so they got that one. Then one of them, you know, the big explosion of like we're gonna show Mia videotaping her daughter to say this and how and how child psychiatrists watch that video when she is so obviously coached. That's ex- they said so, the exact opposite. No, no. The, like the, the whole ones, back half of the fourth episode had a child psychologist one, saying she was not coached she, at all. You can see the behaviors happening by somebody who looks yeah, typically behaves when what, they're traumatized. That's what that's the ones that the, the the documentarians found, not the ones at the time. The ones at the time pretty much all said we don't buy it. That's why all, he wasn't was, that's why he wasn't tried or convicted, David. The reason the trial didn't happen was because there was no credible evidence. That's not true. The prosecutor in Connecticut said there was credible evidence, there was enough, and, but he didn't. He I, couldn't put Dylan on the stand, and the whole thing and, fell apart without that witness. And, and, and if you and if you watch the other documentary, and then actually look up, there's not a chance in a million years that he did that legitimately. Because if, as a prosecutor, as a state's attorney, in Connecticut, if he had evidence that could convict Woody Allen and did not for any reason, he could be instantly fired. In fact, Woody Allen, after that prosecutor said it, in defiance of the three experts that he just disagreed with, that prosecutor was reprimanded by the state of Connecticut for making that statement. But they don't tell you that. And let's just talk about the document real quick. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question. What convinced me? Yes. The big thing, it was, well, the, the biggest thing was the taped phone interviews. The taped phone interviews that she was making, that Mia Farrow was making, and the ones that Woody Allen was making. It felt to me, Woody was, uh, he didn't, it didn't feel like genuine, he didn't feel like there was any, shame or hurt in what he was doing he felt pissed 
Um, he felt like he was hiding something. Uh, and it felt weird the way that he was handling it. It just felt inhuman, like like what I would do if I were in trouble with something. I didn't, it just, and it didn't line up with every other story that had been told of the people that were there that day and the people that saw their interaction day in and day out for years. Everybody's story aligns except for Woody's. Oh, no. And Moses and the nanny. With, everybody, nanny every, everybody that Kirby Dick interviewed corroborates it. Everybody that was in that docuseries absolutely But these are people that, exactly. that lived with them. Like, yeah, talk to Diane Keaton. She'll have a different yeah, story. But the, you know, but, 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 there, but the, no, but there were other people that lived with them that were not interviewed. Like who? That were not, that, well, for, for more, probably the most important three people that were not a part of this documentary were Moses, Sunyi, Previn, and Woody Allen. They refused None to be them, interviewed. No, well, that's because, do, David, do you do any of your research? Do you know why they refused? Because they were not asked to do it until two months before it was going to be released. I mean, come on. I'm going to do a hit piece on you, Woody. You want to, you want to, we're, yeah, we're going to release it in two like months. You want to get on there? It's some, okay, so let's just talk about Kirby Dick. Okay. okay. Kirby Dick's a director. Amy Ziering is the producer. Now, here's the thing I know. Now, this is, the, you know, the, the, just so you, I, mean, I want to point out the YouTube that you didn't watch that you should watch yeah. is called, By the Way, Woody Allen is Innocent by Rick Worley. Okay. And we're going to talk about him in a minute. But here's what we've got. Because it that documentary is a very specific breakdown of everything that was listed, all the trial stuff. This guy's got exo- it's a two and a half hour. I mean, it's almost like the documentary, but it's all in one piece. But he goes through the actual transcripts. He goes through the actual uh, investigation reports on this, and he goes and he just breaks it down. But it's really interesting. Anyway, so Kirby Dick he directed the Hunting Ground couple years ago, and that's about campus rape. He directed The Invisible War, which is about sexual assault in the military. He directed On the Record, which is a documentary about sexual assault allegations against Russell Simmons. And I would say that perhaps uh, Kirby Dick is as fixated on sexual assault as Martin Scorsese is the mob. (laughs) Um, So maybe... (laughs) <laughs> maybe he's a little bit obsessed with the concept of sexual assault uh, in, in his career. Or maybe he's become uh, an expert on it. And maybe, maybe in his opinion, he has become an expert. Okay, now, I will say that Rick Worley, who read, by the way, Woody Allen is Innocent, he, this is his only screen credit. Um, and his, his contribution to the world is he's made some uh, Star Wars stuff and he's a cartoonist. He just got wind of this in the when it when it first broke and and read it all through the stuff and decided he didn't want to. So this is not uh, he's not really a documentarian either. He's not a journalist. So you got to look to I mean really got to look to to the the facts facts of the case. That's basically basically the thing I will say and I find this interesting. Um, because I thought about this. I even said it briefly when we were kind of in the melee last week. But it, it occurs to me. Okay, so what you're saying, and tell me if I'm wrong, absent any concrete evidence, you just got a gut feeling that he did it. Of course, there is no concrete evidence. This is not... So I, you te- so then I want you to tell me. I really do. Yeah. I, I legitimately... 
what separates you right now when it comes to the Woody Allen case from a QAnon Trump supporter who believes without a shred of evidence that the election was stolen by Joe Biden. No evidence, but they just got a feeling. It was just dirty. It just didn't make sense. There was the mail-in and it... Like sure, there's been an event. There have yeah, been there have been tons Fair of investigations. Question. There's not a Good. shred of evidence. Shred of evidence. So what separates you from Donald Trump saying it was stolen when there's yeah. not any evidence? I just feel like it. Right. I get it. I get the question. Belief. The answer is All very right. simple. I'm not acting. I'm not basing my life on it. I'm not hurting people because I believe that Woody Allen raped her. Ah. I, no, it's not. This is not my thing. I'm not charging. Uh, the fucking capital for it. I'm not going after, I'm not calling for Woody Allen to be murdered or hung. Okay. I'm not even calling for him to be fucking put on trial again. Right. Let's let's take it down. So that's how it's different. It's, it's obvious that you're different than a Trump. But that doesn't mean you're any different than a QAnon follower in Oklahoma that did not go after the capital, that did not go, that just sat in their home and sits every day in the bar and talks about how that fucking election was stolen. No evidence, but goddammit, it's just like my gut feeling. Uh, how are you different from that guy? I, I don't know that guy. I mean, this is you're asking these kind of how, weird loaded questions. No, this is not a weird loaded question. Am I, making, am simply, I basing my life on it? No, I'm also like no. somebody who thinks that, that LBJ killed Kennedy. That, that In this case, what you're saying, David, what you're saying is in this case, you've, you've you know, and again, it doesn't really make any difference, but... Last week, until we clarified it today, you just out and out said you even said at the top of this, "Oh yeah, he's a rapist." And and without even what thinking I said about it, was, and, and, "I believe he's a rapist." I can't call him okay, a rapist because that would be have, slander. But the fact alleged is, alleged rapist have, is one thing. So, or alleged sexual so you, assailant is you think safe. he's guilty without a shred of evidence? Just your gut feeling that he's a creepy guy. That's really what you're saying. I know the way that you ask questions, so I'm taking my time with it because I feel like you're pushing me toward a trap that you dug out and put bamboo no spikes trap. at the bottom and I'm, covered with long grass. I, I'm simply That's saying what I think is if, you, here. So if, if you could have answered, if you could have answered, here's the evidence that I had that convinced me Woody Allen was guilty, then I would there'd be no well, follow up questions. I mean, but you is, have no evidence. This is gut feeling. You just think he's kind of creepy and he probably did it. That's really what you're saying. Based on what I've seen and read, mm -hmm. and which isn't which is not a lot, I've never really gone deep into this. the The deepest I've gone are those four episodes of the Alan V. Farrow documentary, the first like two minutes of the video that I will watch that you sent me, mm -hmm. and this conversation right here. That is the deepest that I've gone. And so, based on that amazing depth you have no it doesn't well, bother don't be you a one dick. Bit it's not say, amazing depth i haven't gone deep that's what i'm trying to and get that, at and, and i think you I'm understand saying. that and and based on that complete lack of depth and sure. that complete yep. shallow experience you're very quickly willing to say yeah he's a rapist what i'm very quickly willing to say is that i f i feel very uncomfortable about woody allen's uh virtue as a as a man as a human anymore it's i just it that was an uncomfortable thing to watch and no there's not if i were on a if i were in on a jury because i feel like when you're asking like okay so he's guilty i feel like you're asking if you were a jury i don't think that i would move to convict him because there's reasonable doubt there is certainly reasonable doubt in this because there is no hard concrete evidence because there's no evidence that, but that's also what makes these and, 
Sexual assault still- accusations and trials, really difficult to prove because evidence is, concrete evidence is hard to come by a lot of times. Okay, so, and this is why I'm, I guess maybe, because the thing about it is that's one of the questions that I have is, this is what, 30 or 40 years ago, who gives a shit? I mean, I don't care. I mean, that's the thing is, it's, it's a bunch of rich people. I, I mean, if you want to know my opinion based on my gut reaction, is I think, and I don't think it's it's ghosting or, or gaslighting. I think Mia Farrow, based on her history, is legitimately a fucking insane lunatic. I think that in 2005, after everything that she's done, everything she claims that she's been through, all of the allegations of molestation and all this stuff, in 2005, she flew to Switzerland so that she could testify in favor as a character witness for Roman Polanski, who was <laughs> absolutely tried and convicted for molesting a 13-year-old. So I think Mia Farrow is a fucking insanity case. I think, and I think I didn't know Woody Allen. That. That's hilarious. And I think Woody Allen is just this sort of like, uh, you know, just a, a, a guy who's probably way too wealthy and very successful because he's very famous, got away with a lot of stuff. But the fact is, I don't think he did this. I think, I think he spent the last 30 years of his life fucking pissed off that people actually believe this shit. And I think that they that that Ronan and Dylan have turned the feelings, the feelings of rejection of one woman into a multi-million dollar uh hit piece. Mm. And I think that's what's going on. And I'm I'm sorry, Dylan, that you weren't didn't feel as loved as you were. I'm sorry that your mother was a nutbag that coached you to lie. I think you probably believe what you're saying at this point, but I think uh, I, I think you doing everything you can to cast aspersions on a guy who wasn't even really much of a father to you. You know, I, I think I think it's all made up, and I think I think every well according I think according I, to Woody and. The family, he was very much a father to her. He was very invested. Well, he didn't no, want to be a dad no, until she came around. He's like, I kind of like this kid. I like. Well, there you go. And, you know. and, he, and apparently he was a very good father to her until until he fucked Soon Yi and there was a the custody battle. You were right. I did look say, it up really quickly. And yeah. I know. I know I'm right. I'm, 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 I'm right, not trying to be arrogant about it. down there, buddy. <laughs> I'm not trying to be arrogant about it. I'm simply saying I have done the I research. I know you're not trying. You're doing it very organically. It's hardly I think lifting this, a finger. Because I think, I think, this is the thing. It's like, all right, let me take you one direction away, and then we're going to go back to another direction. It's Joss Whedon. Yeah. You you following the Joss Whedon sort of uh, this thing going on with him? No. Okay. Joss Whedon, Ray Fisher, (laughs) Ray Fisher, who's cyborg in Justice League. uh, Oh, yes. I did see about that. Yeah. Said that, said that, that, you know, he he was abusive. Yeah. uh, Without any kind of receipts. There's no evidence. He just, was he racist? Well, it's kind of intimated, but they haven't said that he was racist, just that he was abusive. Um, uh, Charisma Carpenter said that he was abusive, but didn't say he was sexist or that he was directly abusive or, or that he did anything that was really, if you read through all the stuff about Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon is being canceled because he was mean to people. That's it. That he just wasn't real nice to him. He wasn't sexist. He wasn't racist. He didn't sexually assault anybody. He didn't hold any... He was just kind of a dick. And pissed off a lot of DC fans when he fucked up Zack Snyder's version of the movie. 
that's where we're at. So the thing about it is, is, is we've got to a point, and I don't, the thing about it is I'm actually pretty much in favor with let's having some accountability for some of this stuff. But if you're going to have accountability, then fucking have due process. And if the due process goes into place and it doesn't come out in your favor, shut the fuck up. If you've got three, if you've got the Yale Center on Child Abuse, you've got the New York City Prosecutorial Division. New York City got the con- didn't prosecute anything. No, I know, but the, it was the New York City had New York City came in and did an investigation. There were three investigations. One was for Connecticut. One was from Yale, and was from New York. What was New York, three, why was New York involved? You, New York was handling their custody case. Is that what they were yeah, investigating? Okay. Yeah, that's that's why they okay. investigated. All right. And all three of those, you know, and if you look at the documentary, they try to say that the guy that was in charge of Yale was sort of like a hack who who just didn't really have a whole lot of credibility. If you look him up online, this guy's got more fucking awards for the last 50 years of supporting children this guy is a goddamn saint, and he's a, you know, I mean, this is like the guy you do not want to say, yeah, he's kind of a hack. No, this is not a hack. This is the Walter Cronkite so, of this kind of shit. But all three of those investigations said he wasn't guilty, and that they thought that either Dylan was fabricating it, or Mia was coaching it, or a combination of those two, but, it, but all three investigative bodies basically said in paper that they didn't just say it it wasn't like just hey i'm just gonna phone it in they put it in 25 45 page reports saying specifically they did not after uh, after months of investigation believe that woody allen did this and yet the accusation persists he has been exonerated through three different investigations by three different independent bodies and yet we still because we kind of feel like he's creepy and that, I think, is a problem. I do, th- and I've said this before, and I said this before I've, because I, I always felt that Woody Allen, yeah, the whole marrying Sunni, having the affair with Sunni, and eh, bad choice, kind of weird, a little creepy, but, but ages been, love. But right, they've been I, happily I know, married I know. for 40 years. Well, not quite 40 years, but yes, a long time. Well, but there was, I, I think it was in the documentary where they're like, yeah, Sun Yi, who's now 53 years old or some shit, and they showed her, and I was like, oh my God, she looks so old. But that's because I haven't seen her in 30 years. <laughs> because, well, that's you know, because she doesn't come out, and that's fine. Anyway. That's, that's because, and that's because the media doesn't give a shit about them well, unless I, Ronan Farrow jumps out with some more accusations because now he can't get, once he, once he basically took down Harvey Weinstein, which I give him all credit for. Yeah. Um, nobody gives a shit what he's writing now because how many people can you take down that way? Yeah. And he's stopped, you know, he's just, nobody trusts him, so he can't really do it. I get it. Well, I mean, in terms of an investigation, but, he's no, he's now a star. But, so he's going to take is, down his I, no, I know, Woody I know, again. But this he's going to go after Woody again. And, it, it was and always, it was always that. odd to me, always. And I'm a huge Woody Allen at the art, huge Woody Allen fan, extremely influential in my, my, Everything like I mean I'm not I'm not alone in this right like I'm not the only person that's like Woody Allen is like in my DNA right that's why he's Woody Allen because he's like yeah. this with a lot of us um, which is why this shit is hard to hear but he's always always um, weirded me out with the, the difference in ages between you know his hero and the women I mean we've talked about Manhattan ad nauseum almost um, mighty Aphrodite. Uh, even the Jade Scorpion, which is a piece of shit, but I blame Helen Hunt yeah, for that because Helen Hunt is kind of a talentless 
actor, I think. Yeah, she she's kind of bland. It's she's true. really it's bland. Um, yeah, you know, it's it just... Woody Allen's got a thing for really young women. And yeah, I guess, you know, Muriel Hemingway's character in Manhattan is of legal age, I think, 17 to to bone. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, it, it was just always creepy to me. So that... It, it it does make the this very gigantic, very disgusting pill that I'm choking down now a little bit easier to choke down. So the idea I'm, that I think I've, I think Woody Allen. How much older is Woody than uh, than uh, Suni? I'm Suni? just curious. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. What, what's what's the age difference? She was 21 in '92. He was born in '35. He was like 62 or some shit, and she was 21, something like that. So he was 40 years older than her. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Uh, so what's the what's what's the age what's the age gap that makes you comfortable? What doesn't feel creepy to you? It's it's not so much the age di- the distance in age. It's that she was like a twenty one year old is like a still a child. I mean, like twenty one is so young, Don. Like to well, I and agree, look, I'm, but, I'm not, but I'm also but not giving him shit about it. I'm not giving him shit about it okay. because it just makes you uncomfortable. What makes me uncomfortable was the weirdness of him, like, as love interest, casting himself still as this old man with these young women. It's like, it, it just, it felt a little off. And maybe that's just society's bullshit being, me just gobbling that shit up. And I will, I fully admit to that. Look, I mean, we're all victims of the shit that we swim in. Like, we all get wet from the pool that we swim in, and I swim in this pool of our society. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Harris, Harrison Ford's uh, 22 years older than Calista Flockhart. Yeah, but Calista Flockhart wasn't in college, wasn't like a junior or senior in college. That is you true. You know, I mean, that's that's where it gets a little like... Because look, Katie's eight years younger than me, right? Totally yeah, fine. Dana's 14, yeah. yeah, Dana's 14 years younger than me. And nothing wrong with that. When you guys met, she was... How old? She was 35... Something like that, four, yeah. 34, yeah, something? In her, in her 30s, yeah. 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 Um, but if... She's, what, 14 years younger than you? So if you were in your 30s dating her or even in your 20s dating her she was 14 well, years old that would be a yeah, little weird I, if, not weird if now if i was but, in my 20s and dating her she'd be in grade school yeah a little weird and, and david david this weird. is the thing i i totally get it and i and i i, I understand where you're coming from i don't it, it's but but at 18 you're a legal adult in this no i know 21 i know i know you know and and you know and so he didn't do anything illegal i know and I'm not bagging. I'm not bagging on him for Sun Yi. You know, just, and, and, but it make, but it adds to that's the, and adds, that's the thing. It adds to it. Just yeah. And so, and that's what I, I guess that's where my 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 whole QAnon comparison is, which is, is that, stupid. That, I don't think it's stupid. I Come think it on, is, if, dude. If you're gonna make a, if you are gonna say an illegal activity happened, and that you believe it, and you believe it enough to say it publicly, that this illegal thing happened. And when you were pressed on what evidence you have, the only evidence you have is I don't have any evidence. It just feels weird to me. But I never said that this you actually happened. You said Woody happened. Allen was a rapist. That's what you said. You said he was a rapist. Okay, but let's go back that's to the very... That's not a light accusation. Let's go that's back to the very beginning. That's... Let's go back to the very beginning of this podcast where I said, at the very top, I retract the rape statement. So can you do me a favor and not hold that little bit against me? Okay. All right. But I, all right. Okay. Fair enough. So, so you think he's a pedophile? Well, I mean, I didn't say that. But do you? 
enough that if you were to see Woody Allen no, on the street, I you'd don't, go pedophile? No, I don't. Oh, I, I'm not going to say he's a. I don't think he's a pedophile. I, I to me, and I may be wrong so with the dictionary definition. So you don't think definition. he's guilty? Hang on a second. You asked if I consider him a pedophile. I might be wrong with the dictionary definition of pedophile or the sociological or the, the medical determination of what a pedophile is. If I, if I think that he sexually assaulted uh, Dylan... Which but you are, do. But there are no other children that he sexually assaulted that I don't... I would be like, oh, it's, it's a one-off. He's not a pedophile. He's just a, a creep. What... And wrong if 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 he did do that fucking wrong. But a pedophile to me, it's like he is like into kids every like. So I, I, right. I don't know. So I, I, I'm mudding the waters. It, yeah, I get it. It's just murky but stuff. But what I'm also and, saying. Again, but here's the thing: yeah. the difference between me and the QAnon or whatever is like I'm. I have an icky feeling about Woody Allen, and I think that it's highly likely. I feel this more than I did a week ago before I had watched the whole thing, um, that there's a really good chance that there's some, uh, that he was inappropriate and sexually assaulted Dylan in a way that she describes. I, but I and, do not think that he is, I, I'm, I'm not going to go out and sing it from the rooftops. I'm not calling for his cancellation. I'm not saying let's burn all fine. of his movies. Yeah. And, my, and, and my point is, my point is, and I think we can, and then we can move on. Uh, my point is really simply that I think the documentary, this four-part documentary, was absolutely as credible as anything D'Souza's ever made about the liberal left and QAnon. And it was, I think it was a complete PR. And this is my problem. Aside from, again, aside from my opinion about Woody Allen one way or another, here's the issue I have with this four-part documentary beyond, and it's why I call it a PR piece. Yeah. This is an old case. I mean, this is a decades old case. This twenty eight years that, ago. This yeah, has been this summer, right. Yeah. yeah, and so and and it's been litigated and and he's been exonerated and it's been reopened and it's been and this is a four part a four hour documentary that doesn't bother to dig any deeper. There's no real investigation. There are no real hard questions. It literally is, what do you think happened, Mia? What do you think happened, Dylan? Hey, Ronan, what do you think happened? And nobody says, just what I'm telling you is like, okay, so beyond your your, your thing, what evidence do you, nobody, they didn't, they didn't investigate. They, it, what it reminds me of, and it's one of my favorite documentaries, is my kid could paint that. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about that documentary is, is it's one of the few opportunities where they went in completely believing this five-year-old was painting these fucking pictures. Yeah. And they were making basically a PR piece because they knew, hey, having this five-year-old doing a documentary about this kid. And, and about halfway through, they realize what we realize as watching that it's probably the dad doing the painting, and this is a bunch of fraud. And at one point, and I've never seen a documentary do this at that time, literally the documentarian turns the camera on himself in the car outside their house and says, I'm at a crossroads because I'm making this film and this is what I was making, but I'm discovering mm -hmm. that this is not what I'm making. That's what a real documentary does. Yeah. 
It asks hard questions. It really it's why I compared this uh HBO Max series to just about anything by Michael Moore. And I love Michael Moore. But I don't watch Michael Moore because I want to I want to have the issues really explored in a good investigative journalism i want to be told i'm right yeah and that's why i watch michael Michael moore Moore is is an an entertaining echo chamber he's my echo chamber and i'm fine with that so my issue with this is you get that from john oliver every week too yeah yeah, it's bad doc it's bad it's a bad documentary by documentarian who is almost completely made his entire career on this particular subject matter um, and I don't think it makes him an expert. I think it makes him no different than the prosecutor who said, I'm going to go ahead and say this in the news, even though I don't have any evidence to convict Woody Allen. Uh, he didn't. He didn't I, have no, evidence, but he got reprimanded. He I, got reprimanded. But I, I, yeah. the thing is, I don't I don't put it against that, that guy. What he did was he went, nobody's heard of me, and now I'm, I'm the prosecutor. I, I could be the prosecutor against Woody fucking Allen, which is a career-making case. And I don't have any evidence, but everybody's asked me questions about it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm simply going to say, well, I could, but I just can't put Dylan on the stand, which is categorically unethical in his position to say that. Hmm. He can't, as a prosecutor for Connecticut, he's not allowed to say that. If you've got the evidence and you can prosecute, you have to prosecute, even if it means being mean to children. Well, I... (laughs) He didn't do it to be mean to her. He was his story was concerned about her well being and the t- yeah. he, he did it yeah. because it brought him headlines and that's okay. That's why I think they made this documentary. Okay. All right, now that's uh, real quickly and and we're kind of running along, but I just want to you uh, your follow up question because my question was so then who are we allowed to enjoy? And you went and, well, and I like me, your before, question better. Before we do that, let me ask let me ask you one quick question about the doc because you you've made a really good case about the credibility of the docu- of who's making the documentaries. Could you name any documentarian that you do like, that you trust inherently? Errol Morris. Harold, Errol Morris. Errol Morris? Errol. Errol Morris. Errol Morris, yes. If Errol Morris did a documentary about Woody and Dylan's accusations, and it was basically we the same shit that was in the... Uh, the it the, wouldn't the be Alan, the same shit. But it wouldn't be the same shit. That's the thing. Errol Morris wouldn't make him. He wouldn't make a documentary about that. Errol Morris is not interested in that. Errol Morris did the Thin Blue Line, did Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control. Um, he did. This, Fog is, a, this of is a War. what if question. This is a Marvel Comics okay. what if question. So, so all right. So what and if the same Errol information Morris, came up? It was just done in the Errol Morris style. I still, I would still have the same reaction because there is. Even if Errol Morris did the documentary, there's still no evidence whatsoever, and there's still three investigations at the time that cleared Woody Allen. So you can't, unless Errol Morris could magically change facts, I don't think I would go, I'm just go, making sure oh. you didn't go in there with a pre, and I, I mean, this is a loaded question, no, an easy way out of it, is, I just make sure you didn't go in there with your mind no, already made up. But I no, can't no, do the, that the, because, the, you know. The thing about it is, I didn't look up Kirby Dick until after I watched it. I didn't like look him up and say this is what he's directed until after I watched the documentary and then I went, I wonder what else he's directed. Well, last week before you watched the documentary, you were shitting all over calling it a hit a hit PR piece. Well, because I think because I think the thing about it is at this point I think it's uh, I, you know I, I 
the thing about it is I've read, and I did this, I read this 10 years ago, so it's not like this is new. I read all this stuff about, about all of these investigations that were done, and that every investigation, and these are these are not cheap investigations, and these are not like, it's not like some woman, a temp in the office is showing up and saying, okay, I'm going to interview you. No, these are trained professionals, three completely different organizations, three completely different accreditations from three completely different states of the country that investigated this, and all three of them came to exactly the same conclusion. My, my, my gut says... Who the fuck disputes that? Except for people that just feel like their belief of creepiness just trumps facts. And that's my problem with, with that whole thing. Is that it's like your gut feeling cannot trump fact. And if it does, well, then, then, then we're not in a democracy I, anymore. We're in a fucking religious theocracy. And, that's what and we're I in. just want to be 100% clear. My gut feeling would not be enough for me to convict if I were on a jury. Oh, I agree. So let me just say that. So I'm not, and this is why I'm not, I'm different than a Q, a QAnon whack job, because I'm not going to just go, well, so, because America. No, fuck you. Well, no, but, like, but what I'm saying is, David, David, and I appreciate this, is that you're making that distinction, that, that if you were on a jury, you could not convict Woody Allen because there's no evidence. There's not enough evidence. But as a regular person just sounding off, just talking about it, you have no problem completely defaming this man's character in public and calling him a rapist. We'll back off. We backed off the rapist, but you have done that. Or a child molester without even thinking it. And when someone asks you, and so my question becomes, yes, it's one thing when it happens to Woody Allen. But the, but you're using the term what defamation. If it happens you're using to, the term what defamation. What if it happens to you, David? What if, what if it happens to you, David? What if you and Katie really have a... I mean, you guys just have a massive breakup. Like a horrible breakup. And you're suing for custody because you think she's unfit. Because she drinks so much. Who the fuck knows what else, you know? And she floats it out there that you touched Harry inappropriately. And then you come to me and say... What do you think, Don? And I go, well, you know, maybe you're a rapist, David. I mean, there's no evidence of that fact, but I kind of feel like maybe this was creepy. That's not cool. That's not That's not a due process. That's a terrible this way for adults to behave yeah, in this country. Yeah, of course it's not due process. If you think me saying that I got a icky feeling from a fucking documentary... Is due process. If I me saying that on this podcast is due process, you're out of your fucking mind, of course. David, you didn't just say but I'm I've not got slandering an icky him because I've you said, said he was a rapist, and then you said, okay, he's not a rapist, but he, yeah, I man, think, I still think he molested her. And I think that there's, I still feel that there is a chance, a good chance that he sexually assaulted Dylan. I feel that way. I'm not going to write a, you know, I, I'm not going to. Take him to trial or, to, or send a petition out that he needs to be retried or whatever. Like I don't. That's just based off of that film that did what you said it was supposed to do, which is make me feel this way. It fucking worked. It did. And I'll right, and well, I'll watch the to, other thing and maybe I'll feel a different way. Let me way. know if it changes your mind. All right. Okay. We're gonna move on. Just we'll talk about our flawed heroes next time or later on, just because this was well, exactly apparently what I one thought. of my flawed heroes is a fucking rapist. Apparently so. All right. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is a read. 
this is on Vice. It's by Cameron Joseph. It's about, uh, the headline is, is the U.S. at risk of a Roman Republic-style collapse? This historian says yes. That historian is Mike Duncan. Um, it's an interesting read. It's not the sky is falling, you know, the chicken little sky is falling. That Like, if HuffPost had, had printed that headline, he'd be like, Whoa, oh my God, we're already fucking dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's short, It's but it's it's just it's <coughs> interesting the way that he the way that he looks at it. It's a quick read. Cool. I will read it. Uh, this is a little bit longer read. Uh, it's on NPR. Um, it's entitled A Story of Youth, Hope, and Loss, and the Mystery of COVID-19. It's by Dustin Jones. It came out March 14th. Um, this is a really tragic story, but it's a really interesting uh, perspective because basically this is about a very healthy young woman, her twin sister, and she she gets COVID, and then she recovers, then she gets it again, and then eventually she dies of it. But oh. it is this, it is this, it's a really, like, it, if, if there's anything about this article that's worth reading, first of all, it's very well written, and it's very interesting, and it's a, it's a good, it's a good piece. But the other thing is, it really tells you, you know, because I know there's a lot of, uh, at least here in Las Vegas, there's a lot of like, oh, the, the lockdowns didn't do anything but kill the academy. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Um, but uh, what this says is, what this says is, and it really exemplifies, is that they really didn't know what this was. Yeah. They, no. they were, you know, they didn't. And, no. and you can't blame them because it was unseen before. And so they were really doing the very best they could to figure out what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And this is like a really good article that kind of really kind of gives you the inside skinny of like how these doctors were just, they were doing anything and everything mm-hmm. to no avail and didn't know what the fuck they were dealing with. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good piece. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next thing is also a read. Uh, this is on The Atlantic. The headline is, The prices on your Monopoly board hold a dark secret. The property values of the popular game reflect a legacy of racism and inequality. This is, and, and the thing about it is when I saw that headline, I, kind of, I did my eye roll. Because mm-hmm. at this point, at this point. What's not racist? I mean, for fucking Play-Doh is white supremacist. And, you know, when you name it. If it if it is anything to do with this country, it has bound to come from white supremacy. Yeah. And I'm kind of just getting to a point where I'm eye rolling. But that article... Dead on. Yeah. Really good read. Yeah, I recommend that. Well, because it, it ties everything back to money. Uh-huh. It's all about the the greed of capitalism and the way it's that we all manage about the, the money. Man. Yeah. It has nothing to do with race. Race is just a byproduct of the capitalist gene, the, the making the, and I don't want to call it capitalist. Well, the it's a pick. They say we don't want the, we don't want those people having our money. We don't want yeah. those people having our money. If they didn't yeah. have money to prevent others from getting it, it might be like, eh, who gives a shit what those people exactly. do? Exactly. Yeah, you know, I give it that. I don't want them coming to my house, but I don't give a shit what they do. Yeah. Yeah. My second thing is also a read. Um, I don't know if you read Caitlin Flanagan. Uh, I maybe. The thing is, she, Caitlin Flanagan is sort of like if if I were a bit more right wing, or maybe let's put it if I were if I were libertarian. And a woman, oh god, and a much and a much better writer. Um, I think you just described I, the Antichrist. I mean, she's awesome. Caitlin Flanagan is a <laughs> she is so she's so fuck you in your face. She didn't give a shit who she offends. She's she's a little more <laughs> she's too right wing for my taste sometimes, but she writes a good article. Yeah. And this is in the Atlantic, which means it's not too right wing. 
Um, it's called Private Schools Have Become yes. Truly Obscene. Did you read this? That's why I know her name because I did so, read it. Because I worked in a private school a, for four years. There you go. It's such a good article and it really just kind of opens up the whole private school parenting and all this shit. It's, oh, it's ugly. It's, now, it's w- awesome. When I was at the school that I was at, uh, <coughs> I saw some weird shit from the parents. I knew it was there. I never saw it like the hard, nasty shit firsthand because I was not, you know, I wasn't a teacher. I wasn't faculty. I was, you know contracted yeah. full-time employee you know whatever out in the marketing department anyway um but yeah i saw some shit it's fucking nasty it's gross um my I, yeah it's it's a great art- yeah, is, read da- the article. is dana doing the dishes right now is that what that sound is she, yes yes she's she just the breaking dishes. them okay all right no she that's the thing is we're, we're recording she that's a good shit. good she time to do it about her day perfect she time. plays the bass she plays the bass drum there's some uh at least the bass drum could be a soundtrack she she slaughters like a hog sure. whatever she can do in yeah. the background while we're recording she didn't give a shit no don't she's the producer of the show she didn't care yeah this is this is her product all right what's your first thing my first thing? We're going back to the, my first thing again? Or your third thing. Your number one. My whatever. third thing is stop doing the fucking dishes. <laughs> <laughs> my third thing um, is a watch. On Disney Plus, The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. Fucking A. I'll, you know, yeah. I haven't yeah. watched it yet, yes. so I can't tell you if it's good. But it's probably going to be good. Even though, it was, uh, even though it lives within the Joss Whedon world of Marvel and... The you thing know, is, DC hates him. A, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I don't have a problem with Joss Whedon. No, I, I actually don't. love Joss Whedon. No. And, uh, and if the maybe worst he's thing an he asshole, did was maybe, but he's pretty fucking great. <laughs> he might be an asshole, but he directed the fucking Avengers, so kiss yeah. my ass. Yeah. I love him. All right. And All right. I don't and have so to work my, with him because I'm not going to get a shot. What am, what am I going to be? Fucking green, skinny green guy? In Who's like the lamest DC character? I imagine no, skinny green do guy. DC. He doesn't do DC. He does Marvel. Well, that's what I'm saying. But he likes Marvel people, clearly. And so I'm saying, so what, like, is there a skinny so green I, guy? In, no, that's what I'm saying. You could be, you could be, you could be, who could you be? <laughs> this didn't the, work. Uh, <laughs> you could be like Rubber Man. I can't yeah, think yeah, of I'm anybody. I'm Plastic the, Man, yeah. Yeah, well, the Plastic Man is DC, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because, because I'm not, DC. well, because I'm not going to be in a DC movie, and if he were to work on DC again, he would be a shithead to me. That's their story. He's he, never going to work right. on DC again. Marvel here's people why. like him because Marvel My is... Number, Cool. My number one <laughs> is watch Zack Snyder's Justice oh, League on HBO Max. Uh, dude. Why? Uh, it's four hours and two minutes long, but three and a half hours of it. Okay. I'll just, I'll just preface The first with, one, the, the Joss Whedon cut, the Joss Whedon, was okay. shit. Oh, it's terrible. And, 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 and dude, was that not born of Zack Snyder? It reeked of okay. Zack Snyder. It looked like Zack Snyder's the, shitty Superman. It looked like no, Zack Snyder's shitty Batman no. versus Here's, Superman. No. Let's put it this way. And this is the thing that I... Because, you know, that's the thing is I, 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 I love Zack Snyder. I really do. I think he's a, a super, Dawn of the Dead. It, maybe... Maybe you like Watchmen, maybe you don't like Watchmen, but you can't deny the first fucking 20 minutes of Watchmen are the best goddamn fucking superhero the shit ever The first 20 minutes of Watchmen film. are the best part of it's Watchmen. The best, but yeah, it's, it's great. The yeah, be- well, it's, it's the best superhero shit ever put on film. It's amazing. Um, I love Sucker Punch. A lot of people don't like Sucker, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch is good. Love, Sucker Punch is fun, I think yeah. it's super entertaining. Yeah. Um, I think he's a great director. Now, here's the thing. In watching it, I just watched it today. So that's why it's, I'm fresh. Uh, Here's the thing. As a perfect example, if you want to know the difference between the Joss Whedon 
uh, Justice League and the Zack Snyder, all you have to look at is the first five minutes. And then I can turn I mean, it there, off? Th- no, there are significant differences. This four-hour version is vastly superior because Zack Snyder figured early on nobody can out-Marvel Marvel. Marvel's going to do this sort of quippy, funny, interesting... That, that's it. Nobody's going to outdo Marvel. So and did Zach he turn Snyder's, the lights down? Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. man. This shit is dark and yeah. fucking epic. And it's, but here's... I, just, if you watch the Joss Whedon-directed, uh, sort of like redirected version of mm-hmm. Justice League, the first five minutes are that really weird uh, Henry Cavell with the mustache bin, that thing. But it's, hey, let's let's look how cool Superman is and everybody's having his funeral, his funeral and yeah. we, all, we all miss how wonderful Superman was. That's the first five minutes of Justice League. The first five minutes of Zack Snyder's Justice League is fucking Superman dying and screaming so loudly that his chest has been caved in and is dying that the scream goes throughout the entire planet and wakes up the fucking mother box, which are the MacGuffins in this whole fucking movie. The only reason the, the fucking mother boxes open up so that the bad guy can come down is because Superman is dead and the Kryptonian is no longer there to... You like defend, defend the planet, them, yeah. Okay, but I mean, but I mean, the first five minutes is watching his scream, like shatter glass and go across the globe, and people all over this Marvel universe look up. People in Atlantis going, "What the fuck is that?" I mean, it, w- it went over it, all the way to the Marvel universe. It did. It was huge. <laughs> um, number two, it woke number Tony two, up from his death. And yeah. number two. I understand now why Ben Affleck uh, was Batman because he's really rather fucking good in the Zack Snyder version. As much as I find Ray Fisher as an actor to be a whiny bitch about Joss Whedon, he's excellent hmm. as Cyborg. I mean, with because all of a sudden Cyborg's like a real character hmm. and has a backstory and has some. Re- the thing I loved about, I mean, I understand why Joss Whedon didn't like Cyborg because I there is no character. More fucking full of ennui and sadness and despair and melancholy than fucking Cyborg. This guy is the most depressing fucking character ever, but he's perfect for what he's there for. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can criticize this thing was the last thirty minutes. He does an epilogue. Jesus. And the epilogue, the epilogue is sort of like, all right, fuck you guys. They're not gonna let me make another one of these movies. So let me throw in. Like a dream sequence where we're gonna bring in Jared Leto back as the Joker I saw to have that in a the conversation. Trailer. It's it's in the epilogue and it's just like it's a dream sequence, but it's like it's a long, it's like a five minute scene between Jared Leto and Ben Affleck as Batman, and it's like okay, and it's like oh, and let's bring in Martian Manhunter just because why the right. fuck not, yeah. and and let's you know and let's bring in uh, uh, Deathstroke, and you know it's like what the fuck is going on, and it. The last 30 minutes is a little bit like Zack Snyder saying, yeah, fuck you guys. I'm just going to... You can't follow me up, and I'm going to make sure that the only way you follow me up is if you spend more money than God can create. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Bye. Fuck off. Yeah. But but it is... I highly recommend it. It, You don't have to watch it all in one four-hour sitting. Uh, He breaks it up in like six parts. And it's... Because it really is like a four-hour running time. Right? It's like four literally. hours and two minutes. Four hours and two minutes. And that I'm that beats that beats Endgame by what 
an hour, fifty nine like minutes yeah. or something like that. And here's, hour and, and a here's the thing: I and part of me understands why Joss Whedon wanted to change it because it's exactly the same story as Endgame mm. without the time. Tra- I mean, well, no, there's even time travel in it. I'll be, I'll be honest, not an expansive time travel. Yeah. But there's even a moment of time travel because you get the flash, yeah. Um, in this thing, but it's like okay, so we got, we we've we've got Dark Side and Dark Side is basically Thanos, and we've got the Mother Boxes and the Mother Boxes are basically Infinity Stones, yeah. You know, and and, and you Thanos, know. Thanos was created with Dark Side in the back of minds because I think that Kirby yeah, Dark Side came Kirby Dark went Side over and first. created Dark Side. Yeah, and Dark Side came. Marvel first, was like, we need a guy like that. Yeah. So basically, Justice League, the Zack Snyder yeah. is basically Infinity Stones and Endgame all kind of wrapped up into one movie, which is why it's two hours but, long. So I understand why Joss Whedon went, "What the fuck? We can't do the same movie. So let me do something quippy and stupid, and 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 watch this, and you're going to see exactly how bad." Joss Whedon botched this shit. Yeah. He botched it bad. He botched it bad. Do you think he was working as like a double agent? Like, do you think that's why he botched it? <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I, I don't have any evidence to this fact. Oh. But I have a gut feeling that maybe that's possible. And that's the show. Tune in next week where Don and I argue some more about shit that doesn't affect us because we're too poor anyway. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.